I don't know how to start this. Well, that's a good way to start this. Yeah. Well, um, okay. Well, um, welcome to Bad at Love. How have you been, Tamu? Uh, not 100% great. Oh, I'm sorry. I've been fantastic, Mallory. How are you? What's going on with your world? Oh, you know, just like any other Midwestern, <laughs> just plastering a smile on my face and What's a Midwestern? That's just like what we do. Oh. If you live in the Midwest, you're Midwestern. Is that right? Yes. Isn't it Midwestern? Whatever. I don't even care anymore. Nothing matters anymore <laughs> except taking down Nazis and racists. Oh, so that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Well, we've been um, kind of a little bit out of the game lately because of all of the things that have been going on and especially in our city. Yeah. In our state. Um, and so... I guess we just figured that we'd have a conversation and kind of talk about how we feel about what's been going on in our city and then what has now inflamed the the country and the world. Yeah, it's really weird. Because mm -hmm. I feel like no one knew Minneapolis really at all. Maybe if they knew Prince, they did. Because when I was in Ireland and I mentioned like, oh yeah, Minneapolis sort of, and they're like, oh my God, that's where Prince, he's well, yeah, from Minnesota. I mean, he's the most famous Minnesotan. I, I'm sorry, and Bob Dylan. Um, yeah. yeah. And, oh, <laughs> and the Andrews sisters, I believe are from here too. It's on a t-shirt that I have. <laughs> <laughs> was that like you came to Minnesota and you're like, and we're here too. <laughs> no, it was on the t-shirt. It had Prince and Bob Dylan, the Andrews sisters. I don't know if there was somebody else. There's only like four famous, renowned Minnesotan musicians, I guess. Okay. Because I was like, <laughs> I know that they try to claim that Judy Garland is also from here. Yeah, musicians. Isn't she from Brainerd? Around that area. Not yeah. directly Brainerd, but yes, somewhere okay. around there. She, li she wasn't from there, I don't believe, though, because when we... I went to go visit it one time randomly with a friend, as you do in college. You're like, let's just take a road trip. And it's really dumb. <laughs> so we went there. That's what I would do for my road trip. <laughs> <laughs> let's go see where Julie Garland was born. It was more of like, let's just drive for like three hours and sure. see where we end up. You could have and... gone the opposite way. You might have ended up somewhere fun. <laughs> no well, depending on where you go. Because, I mean, then otherwise you just get in one of the Dakotas. Well, I wouldn't go that way to go the other way. Well, I'd just go to the border. I'd go up. Yep. But then that's just, what, Winnipeg? Well, no. that's what I mean. Like, you have to keep going until you yeah. get into Canada, and then it's fun. Mm. But anyway, I digress. Like, the, this is how I feel life is right now, where, like, you try to avoid <laughs> kind of talking about it because my body drains. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if you felt this way, too, but it's sort of like a everyone's kind of on the same page so when you meet up or you talk with someone it's kind of like how are you and you just kind of give a briefing <laughs> and it, like you're like no things are still shitty and we're still rebuilding or we're still you know mm -hmm. and then it's like we need to talk about something else because clearly and now there's fireworks going off in the distance this is oh my great gosh. 
Um, I wonder if they're burning another building down. They legit had to put out letters because uh, the first time it happened. People thought that that was happening again. Uh, no, I just thought it was a gunshot. Oh, yeah, they sound like gunshots, but I just assumed it was, you know, more people were burning something else down and then, you know, fireworks yes. to signify that they burned it down. It was it was nerve wracking at first because I was like, oh, shit, it got this far and then nothing happened. And like Indigo and I quick like did a, a jot about to try to see if something had happened. And then the mm-hmm. next night more happened. And then they sent out a note saying like, hey, no fireworks in this, remember? And then I haven't heard any and now... You know, I guess it's, Ugh. I know, I'm sure Read the fucking room. Uh, that's what people are having a hard time figuring out how to read the room these days. But well, we should preface it by saying that Mallory and I were very fortunate not to be anywhere really near. I mean, she was relatively further adjacent, but we were not near the action of the rioting and the intense protests that were going on. Right. Um, I had moved from the area. Right. So we were fortunate in that regard. I think where I live, we, they, from what I understand, they were, they were kind of like basing it out over here. So we were hearing a lot of helicopters and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But we we're very lucky in that sense that we were didn't have to worry about the safety of our homes, um, having to f- flee, as some people did. Right. Um so. Or have, like, because you, they may not be your dogs, but you live with animals as well. Because right. that would have been difficult on the animals as well. Or if we had children. Yeah. I mean, and obviously I do live with an elderly woman with disabilities in terms of mm-hmm. mobility. So, I mean, we did have to game out what we would do if we had to, like, run, you know. Right. Um, so, it's very weird. <laughs> Well, because also in the same breath, while you're planning these things, and I think a lot of the people felt the same way in a lot of regards, which is, yes, we got to be worried about our, it's like this weird balance of being nervous and worried about where you live, but in the same breath, supporting what's going on. Oh, yeah. And it's a really weird handle to have on to know that, like, like, this is not like... They aren't really talking about Minnesota as much anymore because we aren't, there aren't riots and stuff. Right. You know, it's the rest of the nations doing that. And Mm -hmm. much like any sort of disaster, like natural disaster, there's still like, how many years has it been since Katrina? How many years, you know, Mm -hmm. they're still rebuilding stuff. Like, I don't know how long it's going to take to rebuild some of this stuff or if they're going to rebuild any of it. Right. So it's just such a weird notion to know that... You know, some of them I'm like, good. <laughs> I mean, there was a few things that as you and I were watching together and I was just like, yeah, yeah, I, I have no remorse over that. But then some of the buildings, obviously, that were hit in the crossfire of things, very mm-hmm. sad. And I hope, you know, one of my favorite bookstores, Uncle Hugo's, Grand Hall, the restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's surreal. Yeah, it's a little, it's very, it's an odd time and an odd feeling. Um, and I, obviously for everybody, I can't even say for everybody, because girl, I don't even know. Sometimes I think some people were just like oblivious to what it was, was happening. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
at least for me and my friends and my Minnesota family, that was, that was our take on it. I mean, I went to visit Hillary on Sunday and she lives over South, like, uh, 52nd and something. So kind of over there. And I had to drive across the highway 55 mm-hmm. to get there. And that's obviously you cross Lake street where everything burned down and, you know, it's so really weird to see, like, <laughs> it's just a highway, you know? Right. There's nothing going on there. But as soon as you, like, just get off of the highway, then you're going to walk into, like, decrepit buildings, burned down places, etc. So that was pretty interesting. But in her neighborhood, because they had heard that there might be some faction splintering off that was the first night I think or the second night of the National Guard being here mm-hmm. um, they thought that they had splinter off into like the neighbor and the suburban I would say quote unquote neighborhoods that surround it mm-hmm. so they had to like have gallon they had like gallon jugs of water like the big um, construction vat yeah of water like five gallons five gallon like ten gallons in their home they have like five of them that they had just in case their place got put on fire. They were part of our neighborhood watch, unarmed neighborhood yep. watch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, number yep. one, very dangerous because as I'm watching the news and telling her what's going on, she's like, well, I'm hearing that these other things are happening. And I'm like, you guys, if you hear a twig snap, somebody's going to freak out and shoot at it. Yes. This is very dangerous. <laughs> so. But in the same breath, it was like they're – I, I don't know the working behinds of everything because it's really weird watching the protests from different angles because mm-hmm. like being in the crowd versus, um, you know, reporter side of things like you, you would see just these people like all of a sudden the guard would disappear mm-hmm. and you're like, where the fuck did they go? Why aren't they here anymore? Like what's good, you know, and you'd, you're not hearing anything from the outside end. And they're saying, well, that's because they were called to these other areas where shit was going down. But that wasn't on the news. Well, A, they're not going to tell you their location. Well, no, but I'm talking about just in general. Like, you'd figure a day or two after that at least the neighbors would be like, yeah, this is where they were because this entire area was burning. Or we heard these gunshots fired. Like, that's where I'm like, where where did people and things go if we had five thousand of these guys here where were they and where did they go like they were downtown guarding the fed guarding bridges guarding the capital and meanwhile places continued to burn down anyway right it's just really and and friends like you said they were on the community boards they had to step up themselves because firefighters weren't willing to come in to be like well we're not gonna get hurt Cause no one, you know, or there's mm-hmm. too many people there. I don't know. It just, it's a very, it's very surreal, especially in COVID times. It's, I think, makes it worse in COVID times than it would be in a normal time. Um, so you have to be, you have to be very careful to think about, oh, the others, like not being close to people, but in this time where people want to be close to people, people are grieving, people are screaming people are angry people are crying like all of those things thankfully they were outside most of it but those are like prime seasonings for the covids to come down and latch on and take you away so and then in the meantime you see the rest of the nation 
revolting. <laughs> yeah. And then in the meantime, all of a sudden they're ruling these black people dying of suicide. Oh, the hangings, yes. And which I am... That just feels too fishy Mm-mm. to me. Mm-hmm. No, it's just so fishy. <laughs> and I'm... And I know you and I spoke about this, where it's like, where, where are the reporters being spread? Mm-hmm. Because this is part of me is I'm like, I hope there's someone who is delving into this and we just can't see it yet because they're getting too much data in order to make sure that they have a decent article to be able to say about it. But it's, it feels like more they're, they're just kind of like, oh, this happened, throw it in the newspaper, that way it's out there. Like, I don't feel like there's anything like with current depth right now. It's just sort of like this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened mm-hmm. without any proof i think they well bigger organizations like obviously they'll leave it to the smaller newspapers to kind of bird dog and figure those things out i mean we're getting just snippets of it on twitter based off of those news outlets saying hey this is something that's happening we don't know and it just seems weird that all of a sudden california has a couple people hanging yeah. houston has a couple people hanging apparently new york had a couple people hanging like randomly all of a sudden these people have decided to do a public suicide it just feels weird very strange and not to say that public suicides don't happen nope but it like you said you never hear about it no you don't hear about them in this light and you don't hear about it in a lynching way Mm -hmm. so it's just because we're not hearing that um non white people are being are hanging no so i just there's i i truly feel and i know that it's because i'm super connected to my phone and stuff at this point especially like i was before a lot of this i was like you know what i'm gonna disconnect Mm -hmm. and that didn't last very long due to the events that were occurring yeah but it's just it's I don't, I'm sure you felt this way prior and you feel it even harder now, but where I was at with trusting anything in the system, like it's like completely gone now. (laughs) And I mean that in all, like, even when they were like, like even detectives, even Mm -hmm. (laughs) like, I just, I'm like, everything's a fucking mess. And where do you even begin? I don't know. Um, I just hope they begin somewhere and it's not like at the very beginning they need to start like closer to the end at this point because they've been starting at the beginning a lot like every single time this has happened for hundreds of years mm-hmm. um, so it's been quite the unique experience that is for sure so our country sorry our state became a catalyst for change that's kind of a nice thing um, I mean, we got rid of those Columbus statues, thank the gods. (laughs) Oh, I just, what do you think about all of the, all of a sudden, like, fucking Juneteenth is becoming a national holiday. (laughs) um, We're celebrating it. Like, I just finished watching Alicia Keys and John Legend have a Juneteenth versus on Instagram. (laughs) Fucking Aunt Jemima's going away. Uncle Ben, Cream of Wheat Man. Maybe even Mrs. Butterworth. I think it's hilarious that people are having an issue. Because, I mean, prior to that, 
what was it? It was like less than a month ago or maybe because it was right before all of this was happening that they took away the Indian woman on our butter. Yeah, the Land O'Lakes lady. Land O'Lakes, yeah. And they mm-hmm. and people were just like, if you're taking away my... I'm like, I doubt you even noticed. Nobody pays attention to those no, anymore. No. And right. it's like, I'm sorry that like it would be completely different if it was a native owned and founded sure, and absolutely. everything. But it wasn't. You took an image that didn't need to ha- be there at all. Mm-hmm. So I think it's hilarious that people are freaking the fuck out They're over like, let's get on top of it before other people notice <laughs> as if we didn't always before no I, I mean it's just well Aunt Jemima was a lot uh lot more slave looking before she got her perm and her um, <laughs> pearls so um kind of ridiculous it's kind of like when they decided to take the perm and the pearls and make that a thing they probably should have just taken her off of the the logo altogether but they just decided oh no we're just gonna make her look (laughs) more modern (laughs) and it'll be okay (laughs) well then in that case i'm surprised that they didn't try to jazz her up in the 80s they did that was it no i mean like even more so like down with the kids baggy pants no that wasn't the thing in the 80s (laughs) like that was the late 80s early 90s (laughs) But, yeah, with a fucking backwards hat or whatever, like a a cross colors hat. Yeah. So I I find it to be hilarious. Like everything. It's like, okay, what do you need? What are we doing? Okay, what can we change? Let's change this tomorrow. Let's take. So I had no idea that in the halls of Congress, they had Confederate statues and photos and pictures and paintings. And I'm just like, what now? Like, why? <laughs> so now they're taking those down. <laughs> I'm shocked, actually. <laughs> like, well, Nancy's like, we got to take it down. Well, fucking hey, Nancy, you've been in the goddamn Congress for a thousand and eighty-five years, and you've also been fucking what is she, Speaker of the House? This is twice. So give me a fucking break, boo. You could have taken them shits down before. This is all of a sudden like, hey, you know what? Maybe those are offensive. <laughs> we should remove them. Well, see, that's the thing, though. I think that's the weird thing people have about history here. We are a very young nation in comparison to everywhere else. So it's like when things are here for that's why like the whole Confederate flag shit where people are freaking the fuck out. And you're like, that was four years. Your thing lasted four four fucking years well but it's their heart and soul and everything and it's like this isn't like some sort of thing all the way back in fucking scotland back from our ancestors type thing well yes and no because it was four years however once they started to uh take over the government and whitewash everything they took the story of the South and flipped it and made Mm -hmm. it to be more gallant and that they were more valiant and they changed our history books and they changed pretty much everything that we know of today to make it, to make people think that A, the Confederacy probably won for the most part and um, that it was a longer, they had a longer legacy than they did. Well, their lies lasted longer than the actual Confederacy, yes. Well, exactly. So, they, so you figure, right? So 
that's over 150 years, 200 years almost. I don't make the rules, girl. I'm just born into the matrix. I just, yeah. I mean, I know that you said don't start over, but I'm going to say what, and I'm, I know you felt this way too, but I just, I do. I truly am just like burn it down. Just fucking burn it down. I do believe that things need to be burnt down. Certain constructs need to go away for sure. Mm-hmm. But in my spending time to educate my own self, um, reading the stamped book of history, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> this, is, this is more than 400 years of things that need to burn down. So, oh, God, yeah. I mean, we're going to have to unplug it from our own selves as well it is like the matrix you know i don't know if you've ever seen the matrix do you know what the matrix is really i listen you're you're still in you're still a, a millennial to me so yeah well the movie came out in my teen but years and which... what you were doing in your teen years girl you could have been out <laughs> i'm a nerd i know so it's like when you know you see all the pods of babies and you see the black goo going into to their um feeding like that's how they're Mm -hmm. getting fed all this crazy poisonous crap that's kind of like how i envision the things that we are born into in this history and this legacy of this country and i think that's one of the reasons too why it's so weird and maybe they do it in other countries and i haven't noticed but it feels more honest but when i was overseas and i would go to their museums like especially in scotland i remember visiting museums and i would come back to the host that i was staying with at the time and i was like there's a lot of blood mm-hmm. in your history. And they're like, oh, yeah, we don't whitewash any of that. Like, we don't try to not dispute the insane wars that we had and killing each other and other people. And I I don't know if that's because other countries are better at keeping their history records and i feel like that's probably a lie i feel like everyone probably hush hushes some things i mean that's how christianity got where it's at but i feel like we're especially good about it here they've all kept meticulous records of their histories i mean well that germany burned all their histories but um for the most part you know slave records exist and England was taking down statues of people, too. Yeah. So, I mean, they're all still up and around and about probably all over. So here's the thing. Like, people have this argument saying by doing all of this, it's erasing history. Do you actually think that? No. I mean, what do they say to the victor go the spoils? Well, shit, the Confederacy lost the fucking war, so therefore they shouldn't be... Nothing should be named after them. Nothing should be... Um, built as a monument to them um, that's usually how it goes right so, but it's just except for this exception that that doesn't happen I mean we're walking around a Lake Calhoun three years ago what are they going to do in northeast Minneapolis every single street is named after a president they going to yeah. change the names and that's every state every state has like the area of town where presidents are named after you know my parents went to a high school named after some kind of crazy racist in Brooklyn. So it's just like, okay, great. So you know that your high school is named after some kind of cuckoo racist? Yes. Cool. <laughs> I mean, you, it's, it's going to be there, right? I mean, depending on who writes your history books. But 
look at what Germany did, where they kind of basically banned any discussion of Nazism, any talking about Hitler and that regime. They were like, we are burying this shit and we're making it fucking go away. Did it go away? No. But still, for the most part, it did. But what did they do? They decided to take the Confederate flag from America and use that instead of the Nazi flag because the Nazi flag was banned. Right. So that has to say something. It's funny because part of me is just like, yeah, so eradicate them. And I was like, oh, that's the same thing they're doing, though. (laughs) It is, but we don't need monuments to them. You know, like, that's kind of, they weren't put up during that time. They were put up, like, 80 years later or whatever. So give me a break. (laughs) I just feel drained. It's, It's been a very exhausting and trying time. For sure. And then you wake up, and then another man's dead in a different part of the country. And the hits keep coming. And then you, I don't know about you, but I know that, you know, there's a lot of um, (laughs) discussion or wannabe discussion about what do we do? We're here for you. Um... I know that you don't have your white friends calling you, asking you if you're okay. But no. <laughs> I mean, I sent out, like, my one or two messages to friends who I'm like, wow. Like, I hadn't talked to Sarah for, like, probably three months. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I just sent out my message being like, hey. Like, after, like, I think it was, like, the first day that it happened. I was like, because she lives up around that area, too. Mm-hmm. And so I just said, hey, I'm just making sure you're safe. And I love you and I love your son. And I just wanted to make sure that you knew that because I know that we hadn't connected for a few months. Sure. But I'm like, I also didn't pester and send a bunch of it and be like, but seriously, are you okay? Are you okay? I need to know. Like, I'm not going to do that to somebody. They got enough shit going on. Um, no, um, I mean, like, people who didn't know where I lived right now, uh, they were more worried and concerned about the protests. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um. I'll say that there's some people that I knew were a lost cause. Like, I pick and chose my battles. My grandparents, when they messaged me to mm-hmm. say, oh, are you doing okay? And then they said, this is just all so needless and unnecessary. Totally. It's like, I'm not even going to respond to this because you would not understand how necessary it is. I think that more people are aware now that we aren't the blue state that everybody thinks we are. Mm-hmm. Or I don't even, well... Sure, blue because of the cities and everything, but I think they just thought that people here were so nice and friendly. Right, that nothing could happen. It's like, no, this has been an underbrim for a very long time. Especially the more north you go, Mm -hmm. the less tolerant it is. Sure. But hey, we did find out that uh, one person was arrested for burning the police precinct down so far, and that person was a young white man from up north northwest Brainerd so different part of the state completely which does to me prove like when people were saying outsiders but they I think people saw outsiders meant like outside of the state which I feel like they should have clarified right right and I mean like I I know that the statement they had like there's so much that was going on I know there's so much and so much information flying in and out but that one was easy to fix right but like even like I still truly don't feel in my heart when that semi truck 
came through mm-hmm. and the fact that they just let him go. And I'm just like, seriously, though? Yeah, like, if you watch the footage. Anything about that since then. No. He just made a whoopsie daisy. But it doesn't <laughs> feel that way when you watch that he continued to try I to. understand what you're saying. Ugh, it just... just made a whoopsie daisy, apparently. And at least that tanker was empty. Right. Thank God. And it makes more sense about the text messages, like what he had said. They mm-hmm. were making some very ghastly remarks about the situation at hand, if you look at it in that light. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying that he was going to do something, it was more of like, oh, good luck. You're not going to survive doing your last trip. And yeah, just not okay. But well, Yeah, but I agree with you that he probably just could have stopped before the crowd. He didn't have to run into mm-hmm. it. Totally get it. Um, he was going too fast. He was worried about his safety, right? Well, him speeding was not worried about. There was nobody else around, right? So he just decided to full blown speed, and then when he got close to seeing people, he decided he he started to speed up, and then he slammed on the brakes when one of the women tripped, Mm -hmm. and then when people started swarming it, that's when he started. Yeah, then he kept going, and it's just. I feel like everything is <laughs> fucking. I was like, that was yesterday, but also a year ago. It was only like three weeks ago. I know. <laughs> Everything's so compounded, and yet the weeks are flying They're by. Flying. I mean, fucking A. Summer's almost over at this point, and we haven't even started it, I feel like. No. <laughs> no. And it's just, it's so, it's so weird to me. So what are you doing to care for yourself in these exciting and trying, traumatizing times? Um, I'm trying to, I honestly don't even know if it's even working at all. <laughs> I, I don't. Like, because right before this, so we had recordings of other things you we were yes, going we to put did. out. We actually and then, were planning our <laughs> season. Yeah. And then um, after, I think, four episodes then the, the, of recording, and we were like, oh, we'll put out the next thing, then this happened. No, we were going to watch, um, what is it, Lovebirds? Yeah. Nope. And, and, and then, then literally, happened. yeah. And we were like, maybe we'll record. And then I think both of us silently agreed we weren't going to record. Well, because that was when, like, <laughs> shit literally blew up. <laughs> that was the night of the uprising. Yeah, that's when we called each other. Because we were like, nope, that's a dangerous protest tonight. It's not going to, yeah. Not going to be good. So what are you doing? You're not doing anything to take care of yourself. I am and I'm not. I I try to distract myself. So I've painted three rooms in my apartment now. Cool. And that, like, helps. Indigo helps. We walk. And then, you know, calling family members and sobbing helps. Oh, nice. Actually, they called me. And I was like, why did you call me now? Um, Dude, next time record it and then put it on the internet. You'll be famous. <laughs> Don't forget to plug our podcast. <laughs> and if only we're on Bad at Love podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Like, I I feel like I, I haven't because it hasn't 
not everything has hit yet, if mm. that makes sense. Oh, no, it does. Um, so, like, I feel like I'm doing things sort of, like something ends and then in that moment like I don't it's like I feel like I can't make plans or decisions Mm -hmm. so it's like whatever I'm I've I'm doing in that moment ends and then I feel like I have to take an extra like 10 minutes or something to be like what am I doing again Mm -hmm. um where what should I be so and then I go on the internet because I'm like oh maybe I was trying to find something (laughs) nope and then you just get more information, so that doesn't help. Um, and, like, for instance, because of all the COVID stuff, like, I, uh, I hadn't seen my parents since fucking March. Mm-hmm. And, um, no, that's not true. I did see them in May. I, I did not a social distancing outside. Right. Like, I went up to go see my parents. But I hadn't seen seen them. And they're trying to reopen the state and I have mixed feelings about everything and things are going crazy. And I was like, maybe I should come up this weekend. And then there was a possible um, exposure of COVID that happened up north and um, in the area where my parents were living. And then I was like, maybe we shouldn't. And like, we've talked about this before, how difficult it is during these times to have plans and have them break. Mm-hmm. how little they are like it just breaks you further and so then like it was this like a hot game of hot potato of where it was like i like emotionally i knew i i needed it i needed to go up there i needed something of an escape but then like the logic part of me was like no don't do it and it's like i couldn't i it's been a long time since i've been unable to make a decision and that was four days of every other minute me changing my mind. And then that Friday, I suddenly was like, I'm going up. Like, I just, I did it. Yeah. I don't know if that's healthy. <laughs> um, so it's a lot of last second decision makings. Mm-hmm. And then the only things that make me feel better is, like, now, because I, I had gotten some money back in the beginning when everything was happening. So I I put, like, half of my taxes to uh, paying for things, like, uh, giving to, to the organizations, like, our local chapters and stuff and random people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now, like, every paycheck... I'm also giving money. And that makes you feel good for like a second. That's good. I don't know. What are you, what are you doing? (laughs) Well, um, (laughs) I don't think I'm doing anything. Cause you know, I'm kind of, I guess I'm out of the woods in terms of like, I don't have to worry about anybody right now. Like, once we had the curfews here, things went crazy in other states. My parents live in New York City. They live in Brooklyn. My whole family lives in New York. And um, I had to try to focus on understanding what their curfew was like because my mom works until later in the night um, past curfew. And my dad goes and picks her up every day at the bus stop. So it was making sure that they all made it home safely because he 
will not let her walk the street by herself at night. Um, but also, I'm like, you shouldn't be in the street at night right now either. And I don't want either of you in the street at night. I'm like, talk to her on the phone as she comes up the street, meet her on the corner. No. Okay, fine. I have the letter because, you know, my mom is uh, worse in hospital. So she had a letter that she was able to be out past curfew. And so he had a copy of it. I'm like, you're not her. And so it was just right. ridiculous. And then understanding their convoluted fucking curfew was just ridiculous because they were not very clear. They issued it immediately. And it was just like, okay, but then what? And with no information. So right. Um, you try dealing with that with people who don't know how to use the internet very well. <laughs> and then also don't listen to you. <laughs> right. So that was, you know, it was just really a long, it's been a long three weeks in terms of that sort of stuff then of course I decided to educate myself because I feel like you know that's something I could do I could probably learn more too just like everybody else um so then I decided to start reading stamped from the beginning um and that probably wasn't a great idea Mm, that's a lot of compounded info but um because I have been pretty much coasting along and trying to keep you know I haven't really nothing had really sunk in it was like okay yes I did see someone die it was distressing it was awful it was terrible but we have other things to do too to make sure that we're surviving we know how to get out of here we know whatever I know my family's fine you know so it was all these other things that I had to sit and be worried about all the time but then I started reading the book and I had said I was going to read because it's like 600 pages Mm -hmm. so I was reading three chapters a night one night I was talking to my parents and so I missed three chapters so I was like fine I'll read them the next day I think six chapters of intense (laughs) overt racism and slavery discussion and oppression was just a little bit too much so that's kind of what ended up breaking me to the point where I was just like inconsolable and just crying for five hours um because it's just like wow we really didn't have a shot at this right like we've been called thieves and hypersexual and all of these things that we are still calling people are still calling us and we're still calling each other since before slavery Um, and that was very sad to see and also kind of you see the patterns you know as things keep going you're just like my god we're never gonna break this cycle like it's just perpetuating itself and has perpetuated itself for centuries and that's really a lot and a heavy thing to think about so as I sat here I just suddenly felt so very alone and I started to think like god this must be what my ancestors and others felt as they were put on a boat to come across here from wherever they were not knowing a language, not knowing what was happening, like how scared and alone you must feel not to have anybody with you. Hmm. So that was what had stuck with me. Um, And then that's when I got to the point of, okay, we can burn it all down now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nobody should have to be made to feel like that. And I just started obviously thinking about George and Brianna, Ahmad, and Philando, and fucking all the names, what they must have felt like in that moment, even, you know what I mean? Like, just how it was 
scared and how alone you must feel at this moment, you know, like this weird crescendo of something happening in your life that you just, that takes it away from you that you have no control over. And I think that was the part. It's like, you just don't have control over it. And I just was like, ugh, I don't want to be alone. I feel so alone. I am so alone. And it just was all of this stuff that kind of went together. And then I was like, fucking burn everything down. And then I was um, <laughs> inconsolable for like two days. I didn't eat or um, really do much for a couple of days after that. And then I slowly started to pick myself back up. But um, I finished the book. Still think things can be burned down strategically. Um, <laughs> like a brush fire. No. Well, yeah, yeah just section the, off this part of the city. Like it's its turn small, now. Not, not in that way. Not like slashing and burning <laughs> things down. But like, you know, if you're pissed off at police station, I wasn't mad that you burned down the police station. I'm mad that you burned down the restaurant, right. the bookstore, this other person's jewelry store. Some of those were because things just kept catching fire. Sure. But some of them were definitely not. Right. Because they also took things from those stores as well. So, you know, they didn't burn down a fully stocked store. No. No. So I still have a problem with looting and taking things. I don't have a problem with it from a mega corporation, but from a small, from the small business, small business no. it, it breaks my heart. Um, these people work so hard to get the little that they had and try to pass on that wealth to their families mm -hmm. to have it taken away. I'm sorry, I can't square myself with that. But Target, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, like, fucking A, whatever. Who cares? Target, I'm... Even they said they didn't care. Well, what are they going to say <laughs> kind at of, that point? They were kind of forced, <laughs> yeah. considering they're also from Minneapolis. Please don't uh, burn down any more of our locations. <laughs> they obviously took people from the stores, which, again, I mean, that's taking away resources. Well, but... I, I agree with the fact that they had to protect their people. I understand it's a corporation and that of its own self is like its own island. And if it was just a, a, an entity called Target where there weren't people working in it, I would totally feel even better about it. But because people were there, people mm. had to be displaced from their jobs. You know, like it's COVID times, man. Shit's hard out here. They are, they had to work. And they I did fully admit that they said that they were going to pay these people too. But, I was going to say, we know. Let's see if that happens. I know. <laughs> we do know. <laughs> How we know, maybe the listeners can figure that out. Yeah. Let's see what happens there. But And then they closed all of Target's. Yep. <laughs> we couldn't go to the grocery store, <laughs> which ended up being fine. Like, people could go to other stores. I'm sure Cub made a buttload of money because Target was closed. <laughs> But yeah. if that's the worst of my issues that I have to just sit home and not do my grocery shopping for two weeks, I'm okay. I'll make it. But what else have you done for self-help? Because instead it just sounded like you dug your <laughs> grave deeper, really. <laughs> I opened my eyes to my racism. Um, no, and what, what do you mean by your racism? Well, as I learned from reading Stan from the beginning, which I think you should read. It's um, on my list, yes. I'm trying to get from a specific bookstore. I know. I just had to get it on Amazon because I wanted to read it. Because good yeah. luck. That shit's out of print. 
probably it's out of, it's out of stock everywhere it's out of yeah. stock i went to black owned bookstores to get it i've done it all and i just said fuck it they're still going to get my money and i believe that this weekend they're trying to do a blackout for the new york times bestsellers list right so they can have my coins i gave james baldwin some of my money yesterday it's fine um, i haven't really done much because i just feel like I just need to get to a certain point. Actually, I lie. Aaron and I have decided to like have a little sanity check because he's also having a really, really difficult time right now with what's going on. And we have similar experiences in terms of like, we live in very white spaces. Um, and that's not always an easy stream to navigate. So we've decided to do sanity checks. I got him to read the book. Um, I think Hillary bought the book. I don't ever think she got it, but it was supposed to come and she was supposed to read it too. I just think it's interesting and good things for people to learn. If you choose to learn, I can't, you know, you can't force people to do, to no. do anything. But I, I get that in the sense, like there's times where like, like that weekend, like I had gotten a hint of, I was like, stuff's going on with Tamu right now. And so I purposely wasn't sending stuff to you because I was like, I don't want to overwhelm her. She's got enough shit going on. She oh, doesn't please, need girl, more things in your fucking on face. Twitter, thanks to you now, and to <laughs> Kelly. She listens to you too, Kelly. Overwhelming me now on Twitter. So now I'm just gonna Twitter mom the two of you hoes with whatever <laughs> I find. Like, what was insane to me is I must be following the right people because all of a sudden I'm seeing all these tweets saying, like, if you're not seeing anything about Black Lives Matter anymore, like, you need to, like, check, like, you need to make sure that you're checking your privilege and stuff. And I was like, who's not seeing shit? Yeah. <laughs> it's everywhere. St even today, it's still in my timeline everywhere. Well, it's Juneteenth so it's like, now, so that's what's going to be there. It's Juneteenth. The national, new national holiday. I'm just saying, there's definitely, I was like, whoever's not seeing this, you clearly are very white. And only follow white people. because they looking for it. They're looking at White Lives Matter, which is nothing but K-pop. <laughs> that's not true, because K-pop helps us. I know, that's the whole point. They tacked, they took over with that White Lives Matter and made it all K-pop, which was hilarious. And they did the same thing they did with, it with the, something uh, else. They did it with the police. They tried to say if oh, you see something. something with police. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Well, it was an app for people to try to essentially snitch on people at protests. And instead, what they did was they just sent in K-pop videos and overwhelmed it to the point where they had to pull the app. Wow. <laughs> see? This is fun for you. I will say that's been... Re it's been really nice seeing people around the world even doing it i mean did you see the video from alaska no are they drowning saying put the signs up no well no it was just <laughs> uh the natives were banging on drums and singing oh, awesome. their songs and stuff and being the leaders of this huge massive walk and cool. um yeah it was really great it's been nice seeing those things mm -hmm. it's just scary because because of everything. Yeah. The one thing I will say that even in that moment of like 
all those emotions swirling and me feeling horribly, terribly alone and isolated and thinking back to how other people must feel, I thought about the fact that even after all of this, all this stuff that has happened and that has transpired to black people in this country and other countries as well, like we've still managed to survive and still are here and are still able to be creative, to, to be joyful, even though we are still marginalized. Um, it's a really huge testament to these people who are survivors, you know, like not everybody survived. Some people yeah. didn't make it across the oceans. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a huge thing. It's a huge privilege for us to be here because the people who were forced to be here, they are survivors and we are their legacy and we should remember that. And I feel like there are stages, I'm sure, to that. Stages to legacy? Stages to this, like... Oh, of course. There's the pride in that, but also the sorrow in it of of the, you know... What did I hear today? Um, Dr. King called it the bitter but beautiful struggle. And that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. I mean, we're still, we're, we're still here. I mean, after all of this time, after all of these things that keep happening, we still are standing and hopefully we're stronger than we were. Hopefully we're smarter than we were. Hopefully things can be done differently. Unfortunately, we are still not in power, so that does create the biggest problem. And now Pride Month is this month. And now it's Pride Month. It's compounded even further. Because when you go from something like this to... Because a lot of people don't understand, too, how Pride... That it, that also was a protest. Mm-hmm. That it wasn't necessarily the celebration it is today. It was an and uprising. It all starts as an uprising. Why are we? Why are things so fucking complicated? Like when you look at it, some in the simple form of it, really, truly, it's about people's pride and their egos. Power. Like that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's legitimately people. Deciding they're better than someone else or and greed for sure. And there goes more fireworks, I hope. (laughs) I don't think it's guns. These are echoing, so no. And that's the other part, like, you know, once again, since for some reason I don't know why it never clicked to me that I shouldn't be celebrating Fourth of July until last year. (laughs) I had the discussion with my mother again. About that last year too. Yeah. And I, I, ever since coming back in 2016, like before then I wasn't like, actually it, Ferguson, when that happened, I was like, I feel really weird. Like my mom was upset with me because, um, I just was like, I just don't feel it. Like I just, and she's like, it's been a while, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, I just, it feels weird. Like it's, it feels hard. Cause I used to have a tradition as a kid, like, that I started or whatever, that I would sing the national anthem, mm. like, in the finale. 
And I'm like, it just is not the same anymore. Because when you get smacked in the face of realizing it is not the home of the free, like it just feels like a weird lie. And so it's just, and we had the discussion again a little, we had to end the discussion because she just feels so strongly that she's like, yeah, but other countries don't have it like us. And I'm, and I'm tired of that argument. I am so tired of the argument. And and I mean this everywhere. I had this argument at work even <laughs> with people who are like, yeah, but other companies like this company over here, this is how they've treated their employees. So they don't do that here. Instead, it's like this. And you're like, you know what? You can, you can be a certain <laughs> way. And if it's still shitty, it's still shitty. And you should want to strive to be better. Bottom line is a corporation is a corporation is a corporation. No matter right. how altruistic they seem to be, they're all trying to make money. And they will fire you as soon as they're not making money. Yep. As we learn the hard way. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. And how many people have now learned now. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's one of those things where it's like when people talk about celebrating the 4th of July that I'm like I'm just not into it Mm. and they're like why you should be proud and I was like Mm. I'm not proud and I think that's fine to be because I feel like we could be better I don't feel the need to have to be like and this is who we are as a people because we shouldn't be proud of who we are as a people right now and I know that that's just my opinion Mm. but I just find it difficult I'm right there with you. I just don't get it. But I never really cared about it. You know what I mean? Like, I was just kind of like, ugh. Because I lived in Brooklyn, normally you can't go outside anyway or do anything because them ain't fireworks. (laughs) 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 Sometimes those aren't fireworks that you hear pop, pop, pop it off. But um, it was just never that big of a deal for us in our family anyway. So... But once then I just, when I realized, I'm like, wait a minute, I did the the math timeline. I'm like, that's what, (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) Like, the math doesn't add up to me, kids. Okay, (laughs) never mind. We still weren't free. Fuck you. Yep. (laughs) But that was what what happened last year was uh, when uh, Nike came out with that shoe with the the circle star flags. Mm -hmm. And Keepernick was like, "Mm, you know, not cool because we weren't all free then. And my my mom's like, it's just a political stunt. And I was like, really? We're going to have this conversation? And she's like, I highly doubt that while that flag was being stitched, she was thinking, I love racism. And I was like, well, probably not because back then they probably didn't think of it that way. They thought this was everyday normal life. Back then, she probably actually didn't really stitch that fucking flag because she probably had her slaves do it. Probably. <laughs> and so I was like, that's what you have to realize it is that like back then, no, they weren't because they didn't look at it as racism. No, it wasn't a thing. They had slaves. They last one of them. And bringing it up like because she's like, why do you have to muddy and murder? Like, why do you have to? make everything about and I was like because it's important you can't just schluff this off in a way like I did that not by choice because of our history books like I didn't even know about our native culture half as much until I purposefully took classes while in college Mm -hmm. and that's sad to not even know like living right next to a reservation to not even know 
our history of like what we actually did. It's horrendous. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely horrendous. And to electively take something to actually learn it, like that's even sadder. Sometimes it's easier to put your head in the sand. Uh, does Madeline celebrate the fourth? Like, are you are you gonna have to please Helen? I don't. I think. Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think. We probably might have a. Well, we can't have people over, so that doesn't matter. But maybe they'll be. I don't know. It's not usually a big deal. Like it's just kind of like we may have a barbecue, but it's not like fireworks and you know everybody's wearing red, white, and blue and singing Star Spangled Banner <laughs> with sparklers. With sparklers, no. And I also remember last year was the year that someone along our road held the Confederate flag, had the Confederate flag uh, waving. And as we were, because me and my mom went for a walk and she saw how angry I was. (laughs) And she even was like, you're not taking down that flag. (laughs) And I was like, they don't even fucking understand it. And she was like, you need to let it go because you can't do anything or else you'll go to jail. Yeah. They will, t- like... Keep it cool. Keep your cool, Norma Ray. <laughs> Keep your cool. Well, I don't think I have an answer for anything, and I don't think you do either. I don't think this is what meant mean, to have an answer. systemic racism? What? I mean, we did. An hour and four minutes we've been chatting. We haven't solved it? We we what? have an answer. We yeah, said that before. We'd be burning it down. it down. But then who's going to pick it up? You know what I'm saying? Well, something. I've heard that if we get smart dogs, no, to do oh okay, <laughs> nothing but chewy toys and shit in the streets. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard for me not to be agitated by microaggressions. Yeah, your work <laughs> is really good at that. So, I'm just gonna take Monday off. But see, I don't know what's worse. Mm. Hmm. What your work is doing, which seems oddly aggressive without... It's overtly. Right. Like, weirdly, in a weird way. It's doing things weird, Tamu. Yeah, it's strange. Or not really doing anything. Like, my work is sort of talking about it, but not at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't know. It's the whole thing of, like... Hey, let's change this holiday and let's make Aunt Jemima just say Aunt Jemima or AJ's syrup or let's take Uncle Ben's off of it. Let's do this. Let's do that. My favorite reply so, so far to the Aunt Jemima was someone saying you should have been eating ac- or using actual maple syrup anyway. Know, instead of just corn syrup. <laughs> Poor people cannot afford maple syrup is expensive. It is, but I do agree now. Like, I prefer that. Well, obviously, once you've had maple syrup, you're like, wait, this doesn't taste like Aunt Jemima's <laughs> because it's not real syrup. We get it. I'm more shocked that people haven't been using that for Native stuff, considering Natives have been, like, tapping trees for ages. Yeah, but again, maple syrup is very expensive. No, I mean, like, the brands. Oh, there's a reason behind Aunt Jemima. She's something since 1853. I forget what it was. Like, cooking your chitlins or... It was like a slave in a box or some stupid shit. Uh, so, we'll see how it goes. But I guess I just thought maybe we should do something other than <laughs> what we've been doing. 
maybe our talking about it could help help us get through some of what we're going through and maybe help others not feel so alone in their feelings about things. I guess what I will say, because not a lot of people are talking about it all the time, or if you're not following the right people, because I know I struggled with it too, um, is if you're wondering what to do, because I... I was like, this is what I'm able to do. And then it doesn't feel like enough because when you're that in deep of the media mm-hmm. and watching things go live and talking with your friends and, you know, it starts to feel where it's just like, am I doing enough? And just reminding to say even the simplest thing, and I've and I've had arguments with people about this too because they don't feel like they should say or do anything. But, like, the two minimal things you can do is raise black voices or indigenous voices or, you know, people of color, um, retweeting, sending it out there, that sort of thing. Not just giving your opinion, but, like, for me specifically, even when you see something, like, saying something to that person, like, stopping it from happening. And that one's hard, but it's literally minimal thing you can do. So even just being able to do that and then, you know, maybe you're able to provide it another way. Like there's many different smaller ways of protest that doesn't mean you have to be out in the streets doing it because if you don't want to donate things or donate your money or whatever, I mean, you can weaponize your dollars and put your money into is it BIPOC now? Because I think that should just change like yesterday. Into um, BIPOC businesses or don't put your money into, you know, big corporations that, you know, donate money to politicians and causes that you're not feeling and you're not down with. Like Home Depot will never see another dime out of me. Our local Menards will never see another dime out of me. You know, KFC and all those fun fast food chains will never see another dime out of me. Any any last jumper words you want to put in then? Yes. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Use hand sanitizer, people. We're still in COVID. And we'll see if 20,000 people die tomorrow. <sighs> Sorry. Well. No, it's fine. I mean, my last things I really wanted to say was fuck Trump and, you know, ACAB. So, <laughs> well. well, jinx. <laughs> Stay safe, everybody. Keep your keep your cool. Keep yourself calm. Do what you need to do. Take the time that you need if you need it. Yes. Lord knows. Self-care is really important right now. To everybody who's going at 100, it's not sustainable. No. So please make sure that you're tagged, even. Make sure that you're giving your day to yourself, that you're... It feels in the moment that you have to be there 24-7. I get that. But you will run yourself dry, and it is not healthy for you. You have to look at it in the sense of, like, the... Put the oxygen mask on yourself first so you can continue to help other people. Mm-hmm. So make sure you're taken care of all right stay sexy my friends (laughs) cheers